In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Brothers and sisters, what does Jesus bring to the world that the Old Testament didn't really emphasize as much? What did Jesus bring that was new? Because what the teaching of the church is, is that the Old Testament is valid and it's good and it's revelation from God, true revelation. It's not something that we can just kind of get rid of because Jesus came now. No. The Old Testament is valid. God really revealed himself in the Old Testament, but it wasn't a full revelation. It wasn't complete. God revealed himself to many of the prophets, to Abraham, to the nation of Israel, as his chosen people. But everything in the Old Testament leads up to Jesus Christ. And Jesus comes and he fulfills, completes everything that was laid kind of in seed form there in the Old Testament. Without the Old Testament, we do not understand Christ. But without Christ, we also don't understand the Old Testament. So what does Jesus add? What does he bring? What does he use to complete and fulfill what was there laid in the Old Testament? Well, the Old Testament, I mean, of course, there's many things that we can say about it, but essentially, God reveals himself to the nation of Israel, and he tells them, I am the Lord your God, you shall have no other gods besides me. He makes sure that he restricts their religious worship to just the one true God, because everybody at the time worshipped many gods, and they worshipped many gods because they believed in this kind of paganism where many gods existed and that the, the gods interact with human beings in a certain way that human beings have to appease the gods. They have to feed them with sacrifices, sometimes as kind of perverse as even human sacrifices. And God said, no, there's only one God. I am that God. Worship me alone. Do this and don't do this. And much of it was pretty rules-based. He's forming a community, he's forming a nation to worship the one true God. And they have to follow these rules in order to worship that one God properly. So what does Jesus add? Because this sounds a lot like Christianity, you would say. Well, yes and no. I mean, obviously Christianity has its rules. We have our kind of boundaries. We have the, the, the church and then we live within the bounds of the church. But Jesus brings something not completely new, but certainly he brings it in a new way with new and, and, and a powerful emphasis. The reality of faith. And that's why he talks about it in this gospel reading. You see, because if we just follow rules, if religion is mere, merely just following rules, then it has nothing to do with faith. What is faith? Faith is many things. But we can say it this way, it's dependence on God. It's dependence on one that is more powerful than me to accomplish in me what my goal in life is. To accomplish in me what's best for me. But that I need to depend on God to do what's best for me and the world around me. That I cannot accomplish on my own what God wants of me. That without God, I am nothing. That without God, I can do nothing. Faith is that I rely, I depend on God to do the things in me that he has set out for me, without which I cannot meet the capacity that he's, that he's created me with. Without faith, 
I can do nothing. This, these are essentially the words of St. Paul. If it's just rules-based, you see where the problem is. If it's merely rules-based, then it, the ball is on my side of the court. It's on me. To, if I just follow the rules perfectly, then I do everything that God wants of me. If I follow the rules perfectly, then I'm a perfect person because I follow the rules perfectly. But it's not so dependent on me, and that's the point. That's what Jesus brings. It's not dependent on me. It's dependent on God. And that I have to be faithful to God. And if I'm faithful to God, God will accomplish these things in me. So this is why St. Paul says, in the epistle reading today, St. Paul says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again I say rejoice. Have no anxiety about anything. That is a very hard command to follow. When St. Paul says, Rejoice always in the Lord and have no anxiety about anything, how do we accomplish that? Especially in today's world, when, where anxiety seems like it's a new fad. It's a new thing that everybody does, is being anxious. How do we do that? Let's look at the Gospel reading today. A man comes up to Jesus and he asks him to have mercy on his son. Why? Because his son is an epileptic. That's what it says in the, in the English translation. It's not the best translation. From the Greek, the better translation would be what we use today as lunatic. The word lunatic doesn't mean a crazy person. It kind of does. But that's the way we kind of use it now. But really, it's a, it's a Latin word. Luna means moon. A lunatic is somebody that is affected by the moon, affected by the full moon. Another word for this would be moonstruck. So the idea is that in ancient times, up through the Middle Ages, I think until a couple hundred years ago probably, people used to believe that the cycle of the moon would affect the earth and it would, and it would affect human beings. So when the moon was full, certain people were so much affected by the full moon that they would become unstable in their mentality. That psychologically they would become unstable what we call a lunatic. Now, they would attribute that to the full moon, that the full moon somehow has this kind of effect on, on, on people. We don't really believe that anymore. However, we believe similar things now. We believe things like superstition, certainly there are, are there. <laughs> the Anna is there now. The, somehow the Anna does something to things. I have no idea how, but it does. Apparently, it really doesn't, obviously. Don't quote me on that. It does not, but this is a superstition that people have. Uh, we believe other things like that though, that exterior things outside of me have this cause and effect relationship to who I am. So my career has this kind of power over me that it dictates what kind of a person I am. That what people say about me has this kind of power over me that it defines my very person, my value depends on what people say, on what the community says about me. My worth as a human being is the same number that is there found in my checking account, somehow. That these things that are outside of me affect me in such a way that my own being is defined by these things. It's not very much different and it's not more crazy than thinking that the full moon is going to make somebody mentally unstable. The boy in this gospel reading has an issue. And the disciples, they, he takes them first to the disciples, and he said, and they weren't able to cure him. And Jesus 
rebukes the disciples and he gets really bothered by them. How long am I to be with you? How long do I have to deal with you for? This is what he says to them. It's one of the very few times we see Jesus this annoyed. And then he heals him instantly. And the disciples ask him alone and make sure the gospel says that they asked him alone because they seemed like they were embarrassed. Why couldn't we heal the boy? And Jesus says, well, because of your lack of faith. Because of your lack of faith, you couldn't heal him. Because if you had faith the size of a mustard seed, you can do anything. Nothing would be impossible for you. You can move this mountain from here to there. So what is that about? Well, now there's this dialectic. We so much believe, we're so much caught in the web of this earth, so much caught in the web of society, so much caught in the web of reputation, that we think the moon has authority over my mind, that we think the full moon has authority over my heart. And if it's not the full moon, then it's society. And if it's not society, then it's my career. And if it's not my, if it's not my career, it's what people say about me. That these things have authority over my heart and who I am. That they have power over me. But Jesus says, no, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, even a little bit, then you can do anything. And so what is faith? Dependence on God as the true power of the world. Because God says you only have one God. All the pagan gods that, you, that human beings used to think have power on the earth that we had to appease. And all those pagan gods have come back today in the forms of the things that I've talked about. Society and reputation and culture and careers and these kinds of things that we try to appease over and over and over again. That all the pagan gods that you thought had power over the earth that you had to appease are not true. There's one God and he is the only true God and he alone can you depend on. He alone do you have to appease. That is the one power in the world that actually does affect who we are, that actually does define who we are. And so brothers and sisters, when we say we believe in one God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, that is the faith that Jesus wants to extract from us. Only let us go from that, believing it and really living according to it. That only God deserves our dependence. Only God deserves our reliance. Only God deserves all of our worth and everything that we are. Because only God can we rely on. And only He can accomplish in us the things that are best for us, the things that we are made for. Amen.